Hello and welcome to Different Twang Podcast with myself, Rue. I'm Shay. And Tendaiba can call me Tens. And we are coming to you from the 0161, that's Manchester if you don't know. Now, now you know. know. And now you know. This is episode 37. We're getting to 40 <laughs> soon, ladies. How funny. Man. I like the rounded up numbers. Wow, we've literally done 37 episodes that's crazy yeah do you know what it is yeah that's mad like at this time it would be full i always think about it as like when you're pregnant like 37 imagine how when we started and 37 37 is like when you're about to be due to have a baby that's a long ass time <laughs> does it not feel like it's been a long time it like has been doing like when did so we how start? can you like, be summertime. pregnant for this long how can you be pregnant for this long <laughs> literally it's a so long mad. time that's actually a long time yeah it that's is. actually mad when you think about it and like, sometimes your baby doesn't even come out until yeah 40 41 weeks because they're overdue so that is gee now I, now I understand when women who are pregnant go you know i feel like i've been pregnant forever because it does feel like we've been doing this forever it's like almost a year so how's everyone's week long. been uh mine's been all right actually not too bad but anyway i'm now i'm not gonna come with violence let's just forget what that person said anyway next um <laughs> no 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 you have to say what happened uh, i think i even speak. called Ruby. you didn't even answer your phone and i just gonna be asked saying it I, was like, oh, I might tell the girls when i go in so yeah this week after the madness that we spoke about last week yeah the same um, person no, 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 different. No, these were the women. So this time it was a man. <laughs> Where was this? At work, obviously. It's always at work, girl. Where where do we go? Um, <laughs> um yeah, at work. This guy I think they were talking about Piers Morgan. And um they were like, you know what, I'm actually for Piers. I was like, mm. I was like, let me just put my PP on quietly and just eavesdrop. Then I was listening and then um like, yeah, I'm asking for peers, even though other people don't like him. I think it just says, you know, what everyone else is thinking. I was like, I clearly we know what you're thinking. And then um, he goes, and then you see, then next thing you see all these protests on the on the TV. I was like, I can't have any more protests. I'm sick of protests. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. What protest was okay. he talking about? You know, well, the visual what the the vigil so this is a huge difference between a vigil and a protest it's so weird yeah but then to him it was, a, a protest. it was a protest wow <clears throat> yeah so he was like no we can't be having any more of that people just need to stay at home like why are people out here just can you not just deal with it at your house oh, i was just wow. i was like hmm. then he's looking at me as if he wants me to agree with what he's saying then i'll just is he mad i just look and just continued putting my mask on because i've got nothing to say love so next and then anyway so <laughs> besides that violence nothing else happened i was just like mm. um then yeah but no now when i knew i leave i'm off for another week so i'm chilling oh, like a villain i swear down it feels like you're always on annual leave these days that's when, <laughs> like, that's leave that's when your skin is glowing and your teeth are just doing grinning colgate advert right now look at her wow like, oh no happiness day. looks like you know when what? you're not working all the enjoy time enjoy the break Oh, and it's because so yeah. hard. It's because last year we didn't get, we we're not allowed to take annual leave because it was the beginning of the pandemic. So mm. I get seven weeks out of a year. Um, so I only managed to like take, literally the beginning of the year, which is of twenty twenty. I managed to get like two weeks, um, 
and then like and that was it for that year so now I'm just like racking it up and um, did they allow you to roll it over yeah but a maximum of two weeks uh I think I've only got like three days left that I'm going to take next year but um from the rollover yeah from From last year's rolling yeah and they're also selling the annual leave so you can get the money instead of being off okay yeah so that's good that's something that's something yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because no one was allowed to be on holiday (laughs) we're fighting a pandemic um but yeah so i'm off i'm off how are things for you like in your hospital currently with like the pandemic and everything it's settled down like i was so used to looking after covid patients it's been unreal now we've only like got four in the hospital that i work in four covid patients in icu there might Mm. be someone other wards but basically Mm. in icu which was all like full like covid only up to like 20 30 beds sometimes but now we've got four which is a big 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 difference um but kids have gone back to school so we will see hopefully the vaccine's done its job um and doing its job basically and we'll just continue down that way and hopefully yeah. we will not have a fourth wave because i don't think we can we can even cope with another wave honestly yeah but no it's it is refreshing just to go in and it's less stressful you can definitely tell the difference that's good that's really really good yeah so i'm happy with that talking of the vaccine i received like my text actually i've received it and i've received a reminder so i think i'm gonna do it i'm finna do do this thing do you know what because i was going i was smacking my gums up and down down. but i think i'm just gonna get it done yeah because in the end why, Why not? not? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what was the hesitation? Um, well, basically, I just didn't want to be part of like the first group of people mm-hmm. to take it, mainly just because we didn't know any much about it. It's yeah. new. I also main reason I hate injections. Yeah, injections. <laughs> yeah. I just, I literally the thought of them just they make me feel sick physically Mm. so i was just like oh but the more i think about it the more i think the more of us get it the more it will help to at least relieve things it is a shame that we had to get to the point of having a vaccine whereas other countries were able to not but you know with the nature of the country that we live in the, the nature of how things have been handled this is our best new normal yeah you know way of getting around it so i'm just like okay there's nothing i can do to like avoid it mm-hmm. so you know sometimes you just have to get in line yeah um it's a bit mad because obviously even when you've got the vaccine i think you can still get it you can yeah. still <laughs> there's so many things that are like okay so mm, but i think yeah. the, in the end the, if the more of us receive the vaccine then i feel like it will help to quicken the process of slowing things down in terms of the virus spreading yeah i think but i don't uh, i'm not a doctor i'm not i'm not (laughs) this is just me trying to put two and two together and potentially making 20 but yeah Mm. no you're right in some aspects on there because um i think the main reason why we are in lockdown is because we can't overstretch the nhs if a lot of people get sick there's no room in the inn and there's no staff to look after them that costs more money. So mm. um, the vaccine will 
not stop people getting COVID, but will definitely stop people from getting critically ill that they need to go to a hospital because there's no space and we can't. Mm. So I think that's what 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 they're trying to fight. But um, the more people get the vaccines, the less admissions into hospital, which means you can still be sick, like have the flu, um, but at least you're not needing the NHS um, facilities um, mm. and stuff. So we can continue being, you can be sick, but be at home and it's no longer dead, like a, life-threatening yeah that's yeah life-threatening basically yeah 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 oh so have you booked it then shay do you book it like what's the process i haven't booked it yet Mm -hmm. um i need to i need to sit down and think about when i can i've got i'm mindful that you can get a little bit ill from it and i've got quite a few bits coming up at work at the moment so i'd rather things be a little bit slower Mm. um so then i can get it and then know that if i need to take some time off it's not going to have an effect on yeah my work and things like that but um the yeah, symptoms think... are not really that bad you know um it's usually the people what we've found is the people who have had covid before then go and get the vaccine they will feel like they've had the having covid again but for like one to three days it doesn't last long like you really feel groggy and stuff and headaches and all of that and but if you've never had COVID and it's your first jab, you'll probably be fine. Sore arm, maybe a fever, but that's maximum it. But the second dose, when you go for your second one, mm. because now you've got antibodies in it, you'll feel like you've got COVID, even though you've never had COVID. So you'll have those COVID symptoms only because your body is fighting that that thing again. Yeah. Um. But you'll be. You should be fine. It won't be too. It's not going to be too bad. No, no, no. It won't be too bad. So go ahead, girl. It's funny though because I feel like for a lot of us in the last 12 months, mm-hmm. unless you've had COVID, a lot of us have not actually been ill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have just kind of, it's been quite amazing to witness it. Like, what's a cold? Like, what's been, do you know what I mean? <laughs> what's been the flu? Like, I so was thinking that, you know. It, it'll be true. kind of. You know, for some of us, if we, when we get that second dose and we now do feel like we've got COVID, it might just knock us What off. is this? <laughs> we'll just, we'll just uh, be like, what is this? Do you know what, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'll, it'll be quite funny, actually, if we if I'm to use your theory, because mm. you mentioned that if you've had COVID, when you get the first vaccine, it you might feel the same symptoms yeah, that you had yeah. when you had COVID. For mm. many of us, right, so many, and I'm speaking, I'm using myself as an example. I don't know if I've had COVID. I've had moments yeah. where I was like, Jesus, I think I'm dying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I remember December 2019. Mm. I swear from the time it was the 1st of December to mm. the, how many days? 31st day of December. <laughs> I felt like I was ill. And this was before I was privy to COVID. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd heard mm-hmm. about it, but it wasn't something that we were experiencing in the UK like that. We weren't familiar with it. But I was ill. And I was like, what kind of sickness is this? <laughs> the whole of that month. My dad was ill. It didn't make sense. Everyone around me was just ill. So it was just mm-hmm. like, hmm, did I have it back then? But we don't know because also yeah. the first case. Was the first case in the UK, was that November or was it later on in the year? Um, was, was it in November 2019 or was it in 2020? 
I think it was in 2020. So to be absolutely honest, I could have just had a horrendous cold. But then I also <laughs> but that, that's the, It could be the first one, like as in recorded, but it could have been True. been around before True. then. Because yeah. people were just ill left, right and centre. Yeah. I remember then as well, after my birthday last year, now mm. I don't know if it was just the effects of just a heavy, heavy... <laughs> <laughs> every night night oh yeah because that was our last a yeah or if it was because i actually had covid but i remember i was <laughs> so unwell like oh, bless you. in between my fingers was aching really like it so did weird. not nah like i felt so unwell like I can't even describe it, but I remember one of the major things that I remember thinking was, why are in between my fingers aching? Yeah. And then I think like, I think I must have been ill for like a period of like three days and then was on Twitter and then I read some girl's account of what she was experiencing and she said she had COVID and one of her symptoms was that she could <laughs> in between her fingers days. were aching and I was like yeah oh. <laughs> I even called 111 yeah but because at that point the symptoms were if you've got a new cough or if this yeah. I can't remember what it was literally and I I didn't have those things mm. but I was ill oh, and in between my fingers were aching yeah <laughs> and they were like uh, we don't think you have COVID. And in my mind, I was like, nigga, I got COVID. I got, I got <laughs> the corona. I got the corona. Coronavirus. <laughs> so it'll be good to see what it'll be like, like when I get the vaccine. Yeah. If, yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. What it my will. first experience, I would be like, oh shit, I really did have COVID. Wow. <laughs> I know. The you know. so, route, you've, you finished work now, haven't you? Yes. I'm just How chilling. How does it feel? Feels so Being good. I've just been chilling like a villain this week. Well, to be honest, the last couple of days have been on annual leave. Um, I've officially finished on Friday. So I start watching Grey's Anatomy from season one. Yeah. Why? Wow. Why not? Just <laughs> The shock on mine and Tendai's face, like, sis, like why? why the hell not? Because I thought, let it's me just long. watch it again. And I'm like, oh, I hate Meredith. But um, I like the fact that you can pick up any any um, any episode and not it having to flow, if you know what I mean. Because it's a bit like CSI in some ways. But, yeah, I'm on season two now. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll get on. I'll probably give up. I started Grey's Anatomy and never finished it. I think I left it on season two. Well, I'd already watched it before this, all of this, but I just forgot what happened. Have you watched the entire thing? No, I haven't. I used to watch it like back back in the day before it came to 22 seasons. That's long. That's why why I'm thinking, why are you even starting from one? Why not? Anything start from 10? No. Just, just to see if anything, what the why is. watch it again? It's not even. It's not that deep. <laughs> is it that deep? You don't like it. We will now it's, ask. It's good. Rue, but we will now ask one. Rue, have you watched so and so? No. No. Rue, have you watched so and so? None of them are doing no. it for me. None of them are doing it for me. But in other news, just so you know, 
Um, William did it. We all know he did because of the, his whole media tour about I love black people. So that's all we Honestly. have to say about that. <laughs> I love black. No, I no, love no, no, Negroes no. tour. <laughs> no, this PR push is ridiculous. It's First ridiculous. and foremost, his PR team. Hmm, wow, we really see what you're doing. <laughs> we need crisis management to the core. And the truth is, you're just showing your, your ass yeah. and you're showing his ass because he sure did do it. And why does it have to be Nigerians that are telling us that my dear friend William, your <laughs> oh. people, uncle, oh, cool. why, please, no, one asked no. You. <laughs> or how much are they paying you? Because I need to know. Like, well, maybe the dear uh, friends, but he wasn't at the wedding, was he? If he'd shown us the picture at the wedding, would believe that instead you're, dear you're just friends. hugging up. We know you took that picture last week. <laughs> Mm. my guy's hairline is still receding oh. like please did you see the did you see the one when um william and kate were at that school and um and then the reporter asked william whether he had spoken to harry since and stuff um and then william was like no i haven't yet this that yeah. and the third and auntie was that. there in her african print top <laughs> I'm thinking, please. <laughs> and the maddest thing about it is, it was a peplum top. Yeah. Man. We could see that top freezing. was flapping up and down because it was windy. <laughs> and she was there, no jacket, whilst William and Kate were snuggled in their coats so that they could sit. They said, let, let us see the African yeah, And I'm just like, well, please. No, nah, they're nah. crazy. We can see right through this. This is ridiculous. It's shameless. Go and collect shame. And in fact, go and call your brother and sort out the beef, you racist piece of crap. Simple. Exactly. That's what How I have can to you say you're not spoken to your brother? If you're not even sort of sorted out what's in your own household. As in, mad. as in, I'm going to go around and speak to all these black people. I'm going to call them few black friends that I have mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody, I don't know why I've given him this accent because he's <laughs> clearly not common. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> instead of to do what you need to do which is to go and speak to your brother and his mixed race part black wife yeah instead of going to speak to all these black it. people telling us that they're your friends mm-hmm. nigga they ain't your friend he's not even a nigga <laughs> <laughs> do you know what yeah when i tell you god don't like ugly <laughs> because god don't like that vibe william he, he been new a spice he was kind of cute but then you know what your racism look at how it's now aged you and taken your hairline you see people are you hearing what are you seeing with your eyes <laughs> open your eyes Luisha. oh my gosh but anyway Congratulations to Blue Ivy for winning a Grammy. Do you know what? I saw people saying, oh, it's only because she they're just giving out Grammys for anything now. It's only because oh, of who her God. parents are. I'm like, did you not hear her sing in that song? And she wrote it herself. And even if it is nepotism, don't try out like other people have not been around because of nepotism. Because lots of people in Hollywood got to where they are because they know this person and that person. And so what if it is? But why is it you have a problem now with Blue Ivy? But I think I think she deserved it, to be honest. So 
Yeah. Congrats to her. She she is working. You work hard, you play hard. Exactly. People make me laugh because if the shoe was on the other foot Mm -hmm. and it was their child, like Mm -hmm. they were in the position Mm -hmm. like Beyonce and Jay-Z and it was their child that they nurtured to this position and Mm -hmm. then exposed them to such greatness they wouldn't say anything they wouldn't have a problem (laughs) they'd be singing from the rooftops not even the tiniest bit do you know what i mean like it's so weird um that people have a problem but they and we like to pick and choose but either way whatever Mm -hmm. congratulations to blue ivy because yes in the end she did work she she tried she worked do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like yeah and she's young how old is she she nine Mm. yeah but i think that poses the question would you feel comfortable putting your children to work at such an early age um i think it depends is it my thing or is it their thing because i think it's very important to have children explore different things but when it becomes like me pushing it then it's it's not a thing because when you think about people like raven simone when she did the cosby show she was so young and i'm sure she appeared um in some stuff when she was even younger as well so at that age maybe the parent does like decide oh let's take you for for lessons maybe they've seen like they're talented at something and then they go and they end up liking it you know like Lindsay Lohan and all those people but Mm. I don't know if I'll be the one to be like ah let me let me post my my kids like let me create like a separate insta for my kids so i can get them booked and busy kind of thing i'm not sure um i think i would probably try and find a balance like if i see that my child is doing it anyway at home and spending a lot of time doing that hobby and they've got a lot of potential um i will probably you know take them somewhere to do what they enjoy so let's say i don't know what the you know blue ivy likes doing what she does but she seems to like what she even when her parents are performing she's right there in the audience seeing it so um i would probably i will probably let my child work but not like 37 and a half hours like we do it needs to be she needs to still be a child and enjoy childhood and but then she can also do that as a part-time thing but not a full-time job do you know what i mean i don't Um, think children can work 37 and a half hours I think there's no. de- there's de- <laughs> I know obviously that was just an exaggeration but yeah, yeah th- there are definitely um laws in place mm-hmm. for how much children under certain ages mm. can yeah. work or um for example at work I deal with a fair amount of child models mm. for some mm-hmm. of the shoots that we do and we can have children up to certain ages in the studio for a certain amount of hours um but they actually can't perform or be on set for an elongated amount of time there's a limit to how long they can be on set there's a limit for how long they can actually physically work so we have to be mindful of that as well to make sure that they are um there's a balance and also it's quite interesting as well I'm just using this as an example again with the kids that um I work with a lot of them have to be taken out of school to perform or Mm -hmm. to be to model yeah so what they'll find is in between takes or 
like during the lunch break, either with a chaperone who's their parent or a chaperone that we've had to organize for them, you'll find that they actually are doing work. So yeah. they'll be catching up with schoolwork, they'll be doing their homework, they'll be having like in between lesson time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I also find really good to see because yeah. it's not just that they've been taken out of school and then they're missing out on their education. They've been taken out of school, but there's a, there's an aim to still ensure that during the time that they're not on set, that they're mm-hmm. still being provided the education that they require. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that outside of that, like when they get home or, you know, in the weekends, they'll have to make up the time that's lost from being inside school or being in mm. lessons kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I've got a question, actually. I saw this clip. It was, uh, I don't know if you guys see, saw it. It was on this morning and they were talking to a mum who... um who has like an Instagram, you know, for her kids. Yeah. And then the way it came across is that it's like they were sort of like chastising her as in like you using your kids to make money kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. I just thought, excuse me, how's that any different to like child actors and stuff? And then I think it brought out the question, like, you know, if you have, um, you know, these Instagram children and stuff, do they have the same, are they, do they have the same laws and legislation as the, as the actors? Do you know? Or is, is it something different that will have to be introduced? Cause it's a new field. I actually don't know. Mm-hmm. Did they know. answer it when you were? Uh... No, it was just, uh, it was just a question in the comments. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I actually don't know because. I guess, you know, the whole influencer lifestyle and influencer career, shall we even mm-hmm. say? Yeah. It's yeah. quite a new phenomenon in, you know, in comparison to traditional work. But I think for me, like going back to the original question, would I would I put my kids to work? I think I think I would, depending on their personality, mm-hmm. depending on what they enjoy doing so for example if I have a child that I see that's just you know they really enjoy dancing or they really enjoy Mm. singing and they just have this confidence do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you've got some kids and you're just like you just see them and you're just like wow I would definitely want to nurture that so whether it be that you know depending on what they like being specific Mm. to what it is that they enjoy I'll Mm -hmm. then try and ensure that I put them in something that enhances that if that makes yeah, sense whether yeah. it be performing school or whether it be um lessons for an instrument or whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. I will definitely make sure that they're nurtured in that sense yeah um so it's a, you know so it's nurturing their hobby because in the end it is a hobby yeah mm-hmm. um and then if it gets to the point where maybe for example um with I'm that I'm now approached by an agent for instance that's when I would then be like, okay, how much do I, how much of my child's time do I want them to dedicate to this? And I think it would be less about the money and more about, you know, ensuring that my child has a good balance of childhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of innocence. Yeah. um, And obviously then working because, but you might find that actually it, it helps them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You might mm-hmm. find that actually it's really useful for them in terms of like building their confidence and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it, 
what I am opposed to is the idea of having a child celebrity Mm-hmm. For me personally, for me having a child celebrity or having a child that is famous, I'm not saying that I would want to stunt my child's like ability to be great. No, mm-hmm. no, no. I just don't personally feel comfortable with celebrity culture. Yeah. And I don't personally feel comfortable with f- fame, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very here for success. I'm yeah. very here for being, you know, acclaimed for what you do but if my child gets to an age where they can make the decision for themselves and then that is presented to them like 18 feels really comfortable to me Mm -hmm. I might find it different Mm -hmm. when I'm you know have children and I might push it a little bit to 16 but I still don't know at 16 they're still (laughs) a child they're still a teenager but at 18 they can make certain decisions for themselves do you know what I mean still with my guidance so if if it then comes about that there is an opportunity for them to be famous or them to be a celebrity because of everything that we've worked on up until that point then that's on them. They've made that decision. But it's yeah. not that I've pushed them into that. Exactly. Um, we've seen so many cases of where it's not really worked out for the person when they're now an adult. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You know, mm. Rue, you talked about Raven Simone earlier. Whew, okay, you know. Um, <laughs> she was doing well li- for a bit, wasn't she? For, and yeah, then you- she was doing well for a w- really long time. And yeah. then we've seen them, they, t- they tend to take a turn. We saw the same with, um, we talked about Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Amanda yeah. Bynes. Did Mary-Kate and Ashley... Yeah, they were both yeah. child actors yeah. and then yeah. it then took yeah. a turn. Look at Michael Jackson. Exactly. <laughs> but Hillary we Duff of... did well. Hillary, I think. We, we, from what we see, yeah. do you know what I mean? But yeah. we don't know what actually happens in their private lives. Yeah. We don't know what they miss out on. We don't know, you know, we even talk about the documentary that's recently come out about, about Britney, Britney Spears. Yeah. Mm. Is it out? Yeah. Oh, where can you watch it? Now TV or Sky. Oh, okay. Mm. We'll catch it on Sky. But actually, you know how we said like, oh, if your child um likes it and if that's what they like to do. How about when they're like at a young age, like let's say like like before even, oh my gosh, toddlers and tiaras, before they're even a toddler, when they're like, I don't know, from six months, to two maybe because they can't make the decision for themselves like would you consider it or are you just like nah consider what like getting them into like modeling or acting or whatever whatever but then when it comes to that they're just appearing aren't they they're not saying anything yeah they could be like you know like you know posing for outfits on in different like stores and stuff i've seen kids do like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there are people that have babies very early ages like the age that you're talking about mm-hmm. um b- before we've like babies they're not even toddlers at that stage yeah either. um like performing in terms of like modeling and things like that and that's very much down to the to the parents, parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and i think it's again i think there's nothing wrong with it yeah um as long as there's balance and it's not taking a toll on the the child. child yeah um and i think the laws that are in place especially in the western world in the uk anyway is that there's only so much that a child can do if especially if you're going to be doing it 
according to the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a, ba- a baby model is not going to be working for hours on end. I can't yeah. even remember what it is, but I know that mm-hmm. it's a couple of hours if that, that a child, a baby can be mm-hmm. on set. Do you know what I mean? How do you get them to cooperate? Oh, they're trained to do that. No, um, no, not really. Not mm-hmm. necessarily. So this is where it comes to, I've like I said, I've not worked with babies, but I've worked mm-hmm. with um young kids but it's down to the children like i've worked with some that were just not responsive mm-hmm. <laughs> um and the truth to to be fair i feel like and i know this is going to sound quite bad man but the kids that are not responsive i think it's down to the responsibility of the parents to ensure that their child is working properly because they put that child in that position the parents are the people that agreed to the booking if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so if your child is like maybe feeling a little bit is you know is not performing it's down in my opinion it's down to the parents to make sure Mm -hmm. that the child does what they're supposed to do i think the kids that excel the most are the kids that it comes naturally to do you know what i mean like get them on set and they just come alive they don't even need that much like um jeering up do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they're just into it and (laughs) they're such a joy to work with because then they make you happy as well whilst you're on set with them do you know what I mean and you can tell also maybe like their parents will get involved a little bit if they're a little bit low energy or if they're a bit over the top and they need to just relax do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like their parents are also involved but I like um, when um like you know let's say because I've seen like you know baby photographers when they're taking pictures of babies not like I'm talking about like six months kind of baby or like you know below that where obviously like the way they interact with that child and mm. the baby it makes them you know cooperate for mm. what's going on obviously like you said it's not their responsibility but I think obviously it is hard to get a baby to concentrate or look in one direction but like in the mm. way they do what they're doing behind the camera get them to capture what what they're looking for Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if your child, like I think I said this when I said, I would see what my child is definitely interested in doing. And mm-hmm. if it's a hobby, then they wouldn't mind doing it. And I would also, I think consent is also important. If your child says, no, mom, I don't want to go and do that. Why are you forcing mm-hmm. them? They said they don't want to do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're not cooperating, like some of the ones that you've worked with, have they actually been asked, do you want to do this? Honestly. Because maybe they don't even want to be there. So why Honestly. are you forcing it? They'll make that decision. If they're good at it and it's a natural talent, you can wait until they actually see something in themselves and think, you know what, I actually don't mind doing that. And say, Mom, mm. you know, last time you asked me if I want to do this, I've thought about it and I think that's a good idea. Because children do have an opinion. Mm. So if if it's something like work and it's not being it's not school, is it, where they have to go, um, I don't see why you need to force them to do something they don't want to do. It's optional, very yeah. much optional. Yeah. Um and sorry, just to go back to the point that you were making about like the people that will be shooting like babies, for instance. One thing I know for from work mm. is that we usually have like photographers and stylists and mm. assistants that we know that work well with kids. See, I think there's also something to be said about kids not wanting to do things anymore. I think it actually might have been a red table talk mm-hmm. where Will Smith was oh, talking yeah. about, about Willow, Willow when she wanted to stop doing music. Mm-hmm. Well, 
when you know obviously there was that period where she was doing i whipped my hair back and forth yeah all of Mm -hmm. that and then they got her a record deal and all of this stuff and And she was going on and then she turned around and she was like i don't i don't want to do this anymore and they were like "Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to do what and she got her hair as well so what was she going to be whipping back and forth yeah and then yeah and then she went to rebel and it was just like and you know i think the her rebellion was as a result of them being like well no baby you can't you can't just tap out now. she was thinking in her mind like i can't tap out well i'm gonna tap out i can't tour with any hair that's not whipping back and forth <laughs> yeah but i can't imagine even what her mental state might have been like and the run up to her like cutting her hair and how she felt and you even see clips where she just looked really tired and little things like that and that to me that just breaks my heart that scares me the most because I want again I want my children to be in a position that if they turn around and they're like "Mm, no yeah they're not bound by anything that will not allow them to have that freedom to then be a child and change or stop or have yeah. a moment do you know what I mean like I don't want my children to have such a responsibility you know mm-hmm. as adults we understand that being an adult comes with contracts do you know what I mean and yeah. being bound to contracts but when you're a child I feel like the only thing that you should have to f- focus on and complete is your education other than that mm-hmm. I'm not here for anything else that they have to do Mm-hmm. yeah i think maybe like for her maybe it was like a one song thing and then they decided to i don't know maybe if she was consulted or not in the whole doing a record deal and stuff because then that makes what that gets her mean, into yeah. a contract i don't know if she was like up for it or not so it's it's i guess finding that balance and knowing that okay maybe things might change so maybe we shouldn't commit to such to a long-term contract even if she she did say like this is what I want to do like okay this is what you want to do but for the sake of um just trying it out maybe let's commit to like a shorter contract Mm -hmm. because I think I think maybe that's also something that's hard for children to understand like if I do not want to do this I don't want to do it but then it's also understanding that commitments i think maybe for her it was like you made the commitment not me kind of thing as well so i think there's also that to consider and definitely she was she she should have tapped out i'm glad it worked out for her though have you guys ever been pushed in like a a career direction by parents (laughs) i already told y'all i think in one episode that my dad was like telling me what to do and doing my UCAS application because he thought it was he was the one that's going to uni. <laughs> um, yeah, he wanted. I don't even know what he wanted me to go and do. I think I, I think I was more pushed into what to study, but as long as I had A's in it, what you do after that don't really mind because basically you just need to get the grades. My dad was more ac- academic um, focus. My mom. Um, well, I remember I used to dance and do a lot of performing arts and I was in a dance group and I really wanted to like, you know, do that and be on West mm. End. My mom was like, you know, sister act where that mom goes food, no singing does not put food on the table. Mm. Singing does not pay the bills. That was my mom. So she was like <laughs> not having any of that. So she was like, not in this household. You'd be going to school. Um, that's just a hobby. You don't need to get paid for doing that. That's not work. Do you know what I mean? 
So mm -hmm. they pushed me against that. So I obviously I didn't even go the performing arts direction. But um, if anything, my dad always thinks career-wise, it's either accountant, um, doctor, or engineer. <laughs> Those are professions. Anything else? It's That's a, a funny thing. You, you can have so many different types of engineers. It's like, be specific. It's any, as long as you're an engineer, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a recognizable sort of profession other than that anything else is a bit wishy-washy like they could fire you tomorrow um he and i think they also also thought that if you are like a professional let's say i don't know doctor accountant whatever engineer you can open your own thing and go and your do practice. your own yeah s stuff and like working for someone for the rest of your life so mm. that's the kind of like vision and pushy stuff but yeah that's like, and that was not even what I wanted to do anyway. I just let them dream in their heads. <laughs> I I wanted to be a forensic investigator. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into the police. Mm. Um, my dad was like, mm, okay, that that makes sense. But I don't understand. Like, where did you get that from? <laughs> and then, then once he said that, then I was like, oh, you know, whatever. I think it's going to be, it's, it's great. Like, you know, he understood it. And I was like, it's working like part with the police. So he thought, okay, you know, police, they... They, they recognize that's a recognizable um <laughs> accolades you know you know that's all right we can do that we can do that and it's got some science space because i was like i'll be doing fingerprints like you know when you know the dna swatching and you know all of that stuff then he was like oh okay i get it i get it so he didn't mind mm -hmm. then went to um you know the open day at um sixth form when you're going into biology mm. and then my teacher must have said oh so what do you want to then you know become why are you choosing biology and chemistry or whatever? And I was like, oh, I want to, you know, do forensics. My dad was next to me. I wanted to do forensics and I want you know, you know, do the whole DNA profiling and stuff like that. Then she was like, do you watch CSI? Is that where you got, where you got, where you got all that, you know? And you just, you know, you know, a lot of people who watch CSI then want to do this, but how do you know you're really into it? Oh, then my dad went to really watch CSI and says, oh, this is what you want to do. So your teacher didn't even, you see your teacher didn't even take you seriously. So, no, you can't do that. I was like, oh, oh but no. she is. She's an e-progress. Honestly, just went downhill from there. Then after that, he wasn't even interested. He was like, just make sure you have science, maths, and English in A, and then become a doctor. Then after that, I just, yeah. Then did that dream. That's mad. That's such a shame. Why did you want to go into it, though? Um, Because I do like... Um, criminal investigation stuff <laughs> I, don't, I like forensics specifically <laughs> <laughs> i don't like to, i don't want to be i like being in the lab and you know seeing what's what and getting samples and sending because i really enjoyed that in chemistry but yeah. um i didn't really do well in chemistry anyway and then that sort of put me off as well but that's what i i did want to do that and then um i ended up going to an open day in John Moore's in Liverpool and I did like mm. a um, forensics day there where we where like a uh, a victim came in described the perpetrator and then we had the way they described them we had to draw a suspect so yeah. and like I won that I drew closest the like the closest um character description, character description profile, to yeah. yeah profile to what um they were describing and I was like oh this I just found it so interesting I just don't, I don't I like I like crime and solving crimes anyway it's like a puzzle but with actual yeah. um 
<laughs> life scenarios and I really do enjoy that and it's something that you do I, one thing I don't like is to the same work every single day I don't like to be bored doing the same thing so different cases different people it's, it's completely different every day will be different and that's what I like so jobs like that I'm more drawn to than doing something that the same thing every single day makes sense makes yeah. sense yeah and it's people orientated <laughs> I think for me I've been quite blessed with the parents that I have. Mm-hmm. Like they never pushed me into anything based on their own personal mm. ideals. It was always, what do you want to do? Yeah. Why do you want to do it? And how will you get there? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, let's help you get there. And um, mm-hmm. so I was one of those kids where, like when I was younger, I really enjoyed performing arts I sang, I acted, I didn't dance, mm. not choreography because, bro, that's too much. And even now as an adult, <laughs> I'm still finding the same thing. Like I can't do any footwork to save my life. But yeah, I performed. So they would get me into extra drama classes. I was yeah. also athletic. So they got me into athletics clubs and I would compete and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And likewise with my brother as well, like the things that he had interest in, they then helped to nurture that so he played football from very young yeah and I think as well it helped to an extent when we left London it helped us to have more access to those things at a price that was a little more cost effective than if we were in London mm-hmm. um so my parents were able to you know actually be able to afford to those things and you know um and 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 encourage us to do them but I think the only thing with me was I was one of those kids that I'd want to do one thing today and then I'd want to do another thing tomorrow <laughs> and you know I can I can only imagine that it must have stressed my parents out to a, to a certain degree because yeah. it's like I had no clear focus exactly on what I wanted to be but I had the opportunity to try loads of different things mm. which was great and I'm so grateful to my parents for giving me that yeah those options and those opportunities but what I do wish was maybe that there had been a bit more focus and you know even before like maybe I wanted to tap out it being like a conversation like why do you want to tap out do you know because it might just be a case where it's just that moment like it's just a moment that I want to tap out but really it's not I I didn't really need to tap out do you know what I mean like everything that I tried I wish I continued with but I think the tooth the main thing that I wish I kind of continued with was the athletics career and mm-hmm. um, but my reasoning for not wanting to do athletics was so dumb what was like it? I was really toned when I was young mm-hmm. yeah. I was really slim and I was really toned and I didn't like it oh, and I was scared dear. that I would look hench oh. um bless you and it was just I don't know it was so dumb like really and truly like how fickle the way that I would look was the reason that it stopped me from mm-hmm. potentially having mm-hmm. such a great career yeah um, but either way it wasn't my portion and for the life of me I cannot run now um, <laughs> but yeah I used to <laughs> what did you now. used to do were you a sprinter or like long yeah distance? I, was, I was a sprinter yeah and then I started um training for um, long jump mm-hmm. I also trained mm. a little bit for high jump but I just 
What's the difference? Long jump and high jump. Long jump is the one in the sand. High jump is up. Oh, high jump is the one where you jump the jump bar. Over the, over the bar, bar, yeah. yeah. Um, and I started um, training for hurdles as well. I didn't enjoy training for I hurdles. hated hurdles. I, yeah, I just really, it didn't, it, I couldn't get in my stride with it. So I stopped <laughs> doing hurdles yeah. and I stopped doing um, high jump. But I wasn't too bad at long jump, even though I wasn't tall. Mm-hmm. But I could jump. Yeah. Um, I just was very sporty when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. But with the, with the athletics, Every single time I would watch, I literally actually got to a point where I stopped watching competitions because I would get this like pain in my, like, just my chest. chest. I know the feeling. I wish that was me. And it, and this was when I could still like potentially compete. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or when I could still potentially like, actually physically do those things like, i don't feel that way now when i see it i'm just like congrats <laughs> amazing look at them running <laughs> because me running now oh my gosh <laughs> everything within my body Listen, is moving couch to <laughs> 5k you can do it <laughs> imagine that's one thing i really wish my, my parents did was push me to continue with my athletics because i was mm. really good i got medals and trophies for my my running so i did um what do you call it? relay um 100 yeah. meter sprint and 200 meters uh, that's same. what I, that was my thing and i was really really good at that and then i also did cricket i was very sporty like you say did cricket i even went to grenada the west indies with school as a school trip and played cricket there um for a couple of weeks and i and i, and I was great at it and I just mm-hmm. don't know what happened. What I actually happened? don't know what happened. Do you I know don't even what? know why it stopped. We moved to Manchester and it just stopped. But if I'd stayed in London, I could have seen myself. Because I remember even when we were doing it at school, because I lived in Forest Gate, where it's like next door to Stratford. So what do you call it? They always just say, oh, the Olympics are coming. And, you know, this so-and-so year, I forgot. Was it 2012? Yeah, 2012. You know, we've continued doing this. We could get there. Oh, I don't know where that went. I don't know what happened. As soon as I went, came to Manchester, it all just stopped. Same with playing the violin. Every time I see an orchestra, I get that pe- that pain in your chest that you're mm. describing. Because I really did but love with, my with instrument. Like violin and instruments and stuff, you still do it now. I know, but it's different. Well, it's not. I'm not saying it's different. It's not an excuse. I could do it now. But when you learn as a child, to, I, I was like, gosh, I think I was grade two one grade two in this in the instrument game mm, <laughs> in yeah. orchestra grading so like I was part of East London Orchestra in Newham um so like what do you call it I did, when I came here my dad she was the one that sort of pushed me into into doing my classes and stuff because they paid for it mm. and it was like yeah if you, if you can find another tutor Bob's your uncle well you know kids they're not going to go personally looking for tutors to go and Mm. i can probably find two websites and if it doesn't fit the bill then i'm like "Mm, well forget about it and that's what i did and there goes my violin i'd have to start from scratch again because yes i do know my a b c d e's on the on the on the on the lines but on the strings but that's as far as it goes but now I, I think now it's a bit more it could be a bit more accessible you know in terms of like so if you can do online or if you can get a tutor online 
if you can't really mm. agree with someone you can meet in person so yeah. if you really wanted to you could totally go for it well but then you also have to balance it with work and stuff yeah, but in terms of yeah. like the sports thing i i feel like i don't the uk doesn't really have much of a sporting culture as like countries like the the us um mm. which i think is very very unfortunate um and because they're into like their like is it college basketball college football and you get yeah, your cheerleading and, and yeah, 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 yeah and stuff just mm. the scholarship for everything i don't yeah. even know what lacrosse is but they they've got a scholarship <laughs> for that they do ice hockey and stuff yeah, like for lot. me like um i i did um i was on the swimming team like in zim and that's a bit different as well cuz in zim you actually had like a sw- swimming pool at school and then if it was like time for like competitions then you'd go to cuz our school swimming pool didn't have a deep end you go to like um a day trip to another swimming pool and stuff so which was quite posh and you had to do cross country every so often yeah, you like you were you were yeah. pushed into sport and then you just mm-hmm. came over here and you're like oh yeah if you like you're swimming the compulsory swimming happens in primary school like in high yeah. school it's not compulsory so mm-hmm. I only ever went swimming if um my mom wanted to take me if i asked her and it wasn't really like wasn't really like a program if you're just swimming for no reason no training yeah. whatsoever yeah. no direction and i totally think um like with stuff like that there's some element of i think a push you'd need parentally because now i mm. i feel like if i was pushed to be like stick with this for example i also did um i played the keyboard and my parents would do their part they'll pay for the lessons if i if i wanted a keyboard they'll buy it for me but in terms of like, and in terms of like encouraging me to practice i think i was sort of left to my own device i'd yeah. like the lessons would be paid for but i'll go to my lesson i've not done my homework so i ended yeah. up not going or i'd forget mm. because the lessons are during um lesson time and you have to remember oh like sir I've got my music lessons oh, that's what I, was I have to go like, yeah. and yeah. some of it was just a waste but for me cuz I still have like my keyboard and stuff sometimes I'll just I'll just get it out and go on like youtube and try to learn new stuff cuz mm. it's, it's it's something that I still I still like I don't know if I'll be able to to get to professional but I still mm. like to dabble a little bit but um I think those things are important in creating discipline because um yeah. like Shay was saying I, I used to be well I, I don't know if I still am like a try out this thing hmm, can't be asked do it anymore you, you don't know if you still are what did you say <laughs> did you just say I don't know if I wow. still if I Yeah still I don't am. know if I still am like what try out this thing and uh and just be like, mm. but then I think more now it's the shade. It's, I I I can hear it, but I don't know what she's talking about. What are you trying, ma'am? What have you been trying? Girl, I tried next. So yeah, no, exactly. I'm gonna continue with it. it. Yeah, but for me, it's I try things. Then if I if I like it, I'll stick with it. If I don't like it, I'll leave it. Um, but yeah. So now it's because sometimes I'm now i like invest my own money i'm more likely to to stick with it do you know what i mean 
true, true. Just to reiterate one of the points that you made earlier, and I think it's something that if, you know, anyone is deciding that they're wanting to encourage their children to do things, Mm. is the parents have to be as invested, if not more invested than the children. And I think it's amazing to hear that our parents, the three of us, had experiences where our parents were actually like able to um afford for us to do these things yeah these extracurricular activities yeah but what it does sound like is that that added commitment from the parents might have been Mm. what was missing in terms of have you done your music homework Mm. um making you know making sure that they were even going to your recitals or to your competitions or little things like that so it wasn't just like oh yeah you have permission to do it Mm. there you go be free and do as you please as opposed to being like oh you have my permission to do it here is my financial investment yeah but here's also my physical investment yeah yeah do you know it's very encouraging to have your parents very oh my goodness yeah so for example i think by the time it got to my brother for instance my mum was a football mum. Yeah. Like every Saturday she was there. My dad would drop him midweek to do training. Mm-hmm. But I loved to see that. And I just remember thinking, that's amazing. And I think I think by the time they got to, I think maybe, you know, you they learn. I'm mm-hmm. firstborn. So, you know, the mistakes that they make with you, they try to rectify with the other kids if they're, privy to that do you know what mm. i mean and mm. i think my parents realized that ah oh, you know being there to focus on those kind of things and obviously my brother started at an even earlier age than some of the things that i started at especially with football so they had to be there they yeah. had to be his chaperone so whereas maybe when i started some of those things i was able to i was a little bit more independent in age um, and responsibility that I could take myself to those things and I could mm-hmm. do you know what I mean other than the financial requirement which I re- needed from them they felt like oh you know you can take care of yourself you can do this by yourself you can go there by yourself whereas maybe I actually just needed that mm. additional mm-hmm. commitment from them maybe would have m- meant that I would have stuck in with those things a little bit longer but mm. I don't know but I think that's something to be said like you know when I now have kids if I'm if I'm wanting I think it's so important to give your children opportunities extracurricular activities at least if you can afford it if Mm -hmm. it's available all those kind of things because it's not it's not for everybody and also if your children want to um to try and ensure that you know you encourage them to have extracurricular activities but it's also a case of being there for those extracurricular activities because with children focus is not something that kids have like you know you can't really expect a child to have this great focus unless it's something they are so passionate Passionate about about, yeah it'd be interesting to like see the correlation between those children that are extremely passionate about things and how passionate their parents are also Mm-hmm. because you know you see a lot of kids in there like oh they're so passionate they're so passionate but we don't necessarily know the parents might also mm-hmm. be fueling that passion do you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. so but it's not about being a pushy parent it's not about yeah. being one of those parents that is like fueling everything and just <laughs> and the child is just the vessel I'm yeah not, i'm not here for that but again mm-hmm. i guess it goes back to what we've said earlier about there being balance yeah um, yeah balance is so important it's so key and you know there's also a fine line so it's about also having checks and balances to be like are we still on 
the right path is about communication you know we've talked about it with True. parenthood as well is just making checking in with the children like are you still wanting to do this are you still comfortable yeah. with doing this because also naturally kids do grow out of things yeah yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but it's yeah. ensuring that oh if they do grow out of it you catch that at the right time and they don't end up just rebelling or they don't end up just hating this thing that they had so much passion for it previously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know yeah. um it that reminds me of one time my dad never lets me live this down any opportunity he tells this story because like <laughs> sports days parents would come to watch this was when we were still back in them. So he tells this story. He'll be like, oh, he be like, oh, Ruru made me go to see um, her on sports day and then come to see her. She's second from last. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's his favorite I love story your dad. to tell. Uh, <laughs> your dad so when he best. tells it, he him. tells it like in Shona, which makes it even more hilarious. And then... <laughs> So he's just like, oh, what's the point? I'm like, wow, gee, thanks. <laughs> um, but that goes to say, like, even when you when you hear the story of like Beyonce's parents and how like her mom used to sew um their costumes oh, yeah. and do their hair, like very invested. I heard yeah. at some point they're like, they had to like they downgraded their home just to invest into into her career and stuff so mm. clearly they were all in on it and it paid off and the but, dad um, was the manager wasn't he so, yeah so yeah. yeah they saw they saw what what they well both of them had her and solange i yeah, guess yeah. but more so beyonce at the time and um, they saw what they had and yeah they took a leap of faith Imagine as well. your parents being that invested that's mad but and it paid off didn't it yeah Look, it paid it really it paid dividends <laughs> oh, but then it can go the other way yeah that's yeah. the thing it can, end up it being can. like joe jackson yeah. and just being a weary with it do you know what i mean like mm. just being mad yeah. and just literally using your children as puppets mm. and yeah that's i not just right pray that. that that's not what i want for my kids and no. yeah. um obviously i do a lot of this talking of parenthood as if I'm the only parent <laughs> as, and, and as, if, as if I have kids, but obviously it's a joint effort with you and your partner. If you're yeah. able to, if you, you privilege to have a partner, but it just, it's definitely one of those things that I'd like definitely speak to whoever that person is in the future about, because I'm not opposed to it at all, but I also don't want to be in the position where the child is the cattle and I'm the whip. No way. No like, way. no, <laughs> No. <laughs> and and it's scary as well when you look at those stories where the parents then basically just exploited their kids like you hear it from well you hear it from like what's his name macaulay kirkland mm-hmm. i definitely did not say his name correctly but mm-hmm. whatever home alone um, guy <laughs> the home alone kid um, <laughs> and even like what we we don't know the full story right now with what's happening with britney spears but when you start to try and put two and two together it really is not making four mm-hmm. um mm. So, you know, potentially she's in a position where she might be getting exploited as well. Actually, to be fair, the truth is, whether we know about this conservatorship or not, she's been, she was exploited to a certain degree to at a point by her, by the people that were around her Mm -hmm. um, and made to do things that even like that didn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Or even sometimes the working hours that she had were inhumane. Um, that's mad. all for the sake of success but nevertheless 
I think it's just definitely goes back to being there for your kids, having balance and encouraging them to like stay focused and disciplined mm-hmm. whilst also making it fun. Yeah. Um. At the same time, it's really important to like help them to make it fun. There's so much that they can learn. I think there's so much they can learn if they start early having hobbies or mm-hmm. fueling their passion. Um, and, and also, I think it's really useful for their development mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Um, so I'm not I'm not against it at all. I think my no. my children by force everyone has to pick up a sport just for your health like yeah, yeah sure thing. <laughs> oh we're gonna go walking or something because I, I feel like now I see that's very important um for example I was watching this I can't remember what it the show's called it was something like my child only eats junk food and they're like toddler. It's like three year old. Like they've what? only ever eaten junk food. Mm-hmm. And one of the families, it was like driven by the father because all he ever did was eat junk food. They eat takeaways five times, five six times a week. The mum never Man. cooked. And wondering why this toddler all they eat is just fried chips and stuff. And I just thought. It is so important to be with someone that takes their health seriously because it would definitely um, take a toll, like, on your children as well if they're not serious mm. about their health. So um, mm. everyone's picking the sport by force um, <laughs> because cool. that's that's yeah. what you do when you want to look after your body. So um, th- I feel like we need fo- to talk about this on another ep- episode. <laughs> yeah. But... That whole my child only eats junk food nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's on the parents. That is hundred percent. I say that with my whole chest. Yeah, I say it. I back it up. <laughs> what you do in the formative years of your children, Never. how you nurture them, how you teach them, what you input into them, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, mentally, all of that is what then we see play out yeah. in the future. There's no way. Even deve- what your child develops as their like palate mm-hmm. is based on what you feed them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't buy it, you ch- don't eat it. If exactly, I'm sorry, your child doesn't come out of the womb licking their lips, going mm, McDonald's. <laughs> you know I'm what I sorry. mean? No, like you, you have to take, you have to give your child McDonald's for your child to be like, oh, actually, I like this, or oh, I, I don't. They like will it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You go to bed yeah. hungry. If you are giving your child vegetable and obviously you did say obviously it was basically fueled by the habits of the father mm-hmm. what this child ended up developing to have but that's because it makes sense because if the, if this man is only eating chicken nuggets and chips every day <laughs> and don't get it twisted I'm, i love me some chicken nuggets and mm-hmm. chips yeah but if that's all they're eating every single day not even the broccoli in sight how is that child going to like broccoli? That's, exactly. Do you know what? By force, f- by fire, by force, my children will enjoy vegetables. Amen. Yeah. I don't per- personally really, really like vegetables. My children will so like vegetables <laughs> that it won't even make sense. Their shit will be green. Wow. Okay? Visuals. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, now nah, my kids will eat healthy food. But and my kids will also, it's either you choose a sport or you choose an instrument, but you have to choose one. Do one as an extracurricular activity. But yeah, in my household, my mom never, I'm, I'm growing up, I don't remember my mom asking us, what do you want to eat? It's not an option. Maybe on a Friday or Saturday when it's like um, a treat day, where which we still have as grown-ups, where it's like Sunday, we eat what you want or it's takeaway. But um, yeah. other than that, my mom was cooking 
full healthy meals and it's on your plate if you whether you like it or you don't you can you can choose to eat it or go to bed hungry it's your choice but the food is there <laughs> you're not going to no one's you can't say your mom her mother's not fed you or she's not cooked for you or made food for you it's right there on a plate served not even in the not even on you know in a pot it's served nicely on a plate looking fantastic yeah. different colors <laughs> it's completely different meals every day it's not the same meal every day so you can't complain about i didn't get a range of food if you don't like it that day you go to bed hungry it's your choice but but we're not eating mcdonald's every day mcdonald's you can yeah. have friday or saturday when it's time for mcdonald's but the rest of the week you're eating what's going to be on your plate mm-hmm. do you and know I what's funny about this kid i was telling you about it turned out at the end um so they have this person visit the house and then get rid of the snack cupboard the snacks cupboard was like a, a low bit where anyone could just take oh. some food and then yeah. they got rid of that and then mom decided started cooking and he it wasn't even no problem he didn't say no he just ate what was there so it goes to show mm-hmm. like it's yeah. it really was because of the father but the father still he was out here buying his takeaways when he was out the house and i we was like them outside the house don't come back in that house without food but it was his negative um relationship with healthy foods that impacted mm. her son's yeah, life because even yeah. when they're looking at his health and stuff one of the other kids was drinking coke in the morning i was like oh, nah this should God. be illegal Wow. <laughs> oh, I don't even drink coke right now and I'm a grow adult. But um I just I just find it strange. So yeah, people stay woke. <laughs> but stay woke. I know because listen, it. it's not like we're out here wanting to be with people that are gym like at the gym 24/7, but just have an interest in your health. So, what are your recommendations for this week, ladies? my recommendation to be honest i was just gonna say smear test because i had mine the other day and oh, oh Jesus. You i could feel week. it you like did that a couple of weeks did I? ago so it was yeah. a couple yeah. of weeks ago but i finally yeah, did I it this week it. we heard you no yeah, but i want to say it again <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i need to reiterate how important it is you know what i'm gonna say watch Grey's anatomy then oh okay. <laughs> Dead like fat. you can't pick and choose. I take the smear test. Oh. <laughs> I'll take the smear test. No, you know what? I'll say check if you if you do have a vehicle. You know what? Look at me. I'm doing three. If you do have a vehicle, check it's got an MLT because mine seems to have expired. <laughs> I love that. About mine seems, seems to expired. seems to have expired. Have, do you know what? I checked today for no reason and. I wasn't even checking. I was like, oh, so I know when it is. And it's been like over a week and a bit. And I'm like, I was dri- I was driving near police. Like I was living on the edge. So get That's a reminder much. if you don't have one. And I'm not usually this irresponsible. I need to check when mine is, but I don't can't be bothered going looking for that V5. No, you can just, ju- you do it online. You just go type in on Google, um, check MOT, and then it asks you for your registration and you just press start and then it will tell you i'm sure it's not due yet but i will definitely check that my recommendation is of course another thing to watch because i'll be out here watching things 
It's a pandemic. We're in lockdown. What else is there to do? I forget Um, we're in lockdown. It's actually quite interesting. I think it ties in with what we've talked about today, but it's called Operation Varsity Blues, the Mm -hmm. college administration scandal. So I think a lot of us might have actually heard about it when it broke a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. or maybe heard a couple of the celebrities that were involved, um, but not know the full story behind it. But mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting documentary um, around this operation that was happening to get rich kids into Ivy League schools mm-hmm. or Ivy League colleges of their choice in America. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite interesting to see how the other side live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Netflix. Yeah, um, it's on Netflix. How long is it? Is it just a one-time thing? Yeah, it's about an okay. hour forty. Okay. Because oh, okay. her yeah. from um from Desperate Housewives. Yeah, she she, was, she was one of them. Didn't she go to jail for like two days? Felicity Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. Name? Yeah. There's another female actor as well that was involved. I forget her name. Um, mm-hmm. There were there were yeah there were a lot of people that the were involved. Man. But it's again it's very interesting because you know you talked about getting two weeks in jail or something but that's what a lot of their <laughs> their sentences were two mm-hmm. weeks a month couple of months here and there i just read something on twitter i couldn't annoyingly i couldn't read the full article because it wasn't available um in the uk but some kid in america was picking flowers like oh the six-year-old mm-hmm. wow. six-year-old kid somebody called the police the child got arrested at six, and he was taken to court. This child couldn't even focus in court. His um, uh, his attorney had to give him a coloring book and some crayons because this child <laughs> was oblivious to what was happening. I believe the child was black, Mad. and I believe that the person that called the police was white. Yeah. How the hell do you think it is okay? Anyway, sure. But anyway, these Holy. people were getting two weeks. Uh, some people didn't even get jail time uh, but it's very interesting to see how other people live it was quite infuriating as well but it's definitely worth a watch mm-hmm. yeah okay I'll wow. check it out like you said me ain't nothing to do it's in lockdown honestly I was just about to give you a recommendation for a Yankee candle and I thought that's a bit dead <laughs> so- <laughs> so- <laughs> wow I thought, let me just uh, recommend, what have I been watching? Um, And I bet everyone else has been watching this. But if you haven't, go ahead and watch it if you can. Um, Married at First Sight Australia, have you watched it? I heard people talking about it. Is it on Channel 4? I don't even know what channel it's on. Now that I've got this virgin stupid TV, absolutely wasted honestly let me get me started about virgin but anyway this virgin tv i don't know what channel things are on so i just go to like so it's not on the demand. tv it's you no <laughs> no it's virgin <laughs> the way it's set up compared to sky is shite okay <laughs> i don't even know what i'm coming or going with the channels you don't even know what channel you're on sometimes yes you can see in the little corners like like the tiniest thing to know what channel you're on but anyway, it's one of the channels, whatever channel it's supposed to be on. And I think it is Channel 4, to be honest. Or, yeah, Channel 4. Um, yeah, you can catch it up on Catch Up. Married at, Married at First Side Australia. 
So I've been watching that. It's quite good at the moment. And I, I've enjoyed it. Um, that's so really y'all good. should watch it. It's a lot of episodes, though. So anyway, we've got time. We ain't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, also appreciate those of you that were able to listen to last week's episode, even though it was a little bit heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we've come through with a little bit of a lighter topic this week <laughs> to balance things out yeah. hey balance um, but yeah we hope you guys um have enjoyed the episode thank you once again for tuning in you can keep up with us on socials we are at different twang on twitter and on instagram and on twitter you can also hashtag different twang to be involved in conversations that people are having we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about the episodes and the topics and things like that so please do tag us and please do use the hashtag um if you'd like to drop us an email our email address is different twang at gmail.com would love to hear any recommendations that you guys might have if you're a guest and you'd like to come on board please again contact us anyway guys we hope that you have an amazing week thanks again for kicking with us peace and love (laughs) Bye. bye